Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other, so you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. We're heading into our third year of The Collab, and you can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hi, everyone. My name is Kamara Mitchell, and I'm a creative director specializing in fashion and retail, as well as a content creator. I'm so excited to be here with my former colleague, Stephanie Davila. Stephanie and I work together at Banana Republic, and I'm so excited to learn a little bit more about her. But first, let me give you a little background on Stephanie before we dive in. She's an award-winning creative director with a focus on brand storytelling, content creation, and creative strategy. She's led copy and creative and social at some of America's top fashion brands like Ralph Lauren, Tory Burch, Banana Republic, and Express. Prior to working on the brand side, she was a senior editor at InStyle Magazine and has written for Vogue, The New York Times, and New York Magazine, to name a few. While at Oscar de la Renta, she wrote a book entitled An American Icon Alongside Oscar. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the CoLab podcast. We're so excited to have you here today. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm jazzed to be here. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, we work together at Banana Republic, kind of on the same team, but not directly. So I know a little bit about you, but I'm excited to hear more about you and more about your amazing career path. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to be here. So it's been a wild ride. Yes. Let's start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about where you grew up and where you went to school. Sure. So I'm from a really small town in Illinois called Moline. Most people haven't heard of it, but it's actually the home of John Deere tractors. So that kind of paints a picture. It's really the heartland, salt of the earth people, but very small, lots of cornfields. I was definitely a geographical misfit. My parents honestly didn't know what to do with me. I had these worldly ideas and these views. And actually, this is pre-internet. So You know, I really had no one really to turn to except like MTV to see style. And I would, I would steal my sister's sassy magazine. You know, I just was a sponge. I just knew that there was this bigger world out there and I had to be part of it. But that would come later. I actually went to college nearby at a small state university called Western Illinois University, also in the middle of nowhere in cornfields. But I had gotten a full-ride scholarship to study journalism, and I didn't come from a fancy background at all, very blue-collar background, if you will. I was like, yeah, you want to pay for my college? Let's do it. So yeah, I went to a small university and then graduated. And I guess the rest is history. Wow, that is so interesting. All right, we're definitely going to have to get more into how you got from (laughs) Illinois to New York. But first, tell me, it sounds like obviously reading Sassy Magazine, I also loved Sassy Magazine. Did you always know that you wanted to work in fashion? Where did your love of fashion come from? It's interesting. No, I didn't know that that was a thing. I mean, I had heard about it, but it sounded like a fairy tale. You know, I didn't, there was no one near me living that life. 
with Sassy Magazine, it was very, I guess, important in my life when I think back because I actually remember reading an article about how to figure out what instrument you should play in a band. Like that, for some reason, really stuck out to me. And I think that that's because it was really more about self-expression and that's what drew me to fashion than trends. Like I really had no interest in that, but I really loved dressing how I felt and dressing different and finding my own way of doing things. And so whether that meant going to thrift stores or wearing cool band t-shirts, like I was all about it. Interesting. Okay. So then how did you get started in your career? Did you, did you after college immediately move to New York? What did that look like? Yeah, no. So it was a long winding road. No, I, I got, I cut my teeth actually at a daily newspaper. So when I was in high school, I was working at the school newspaper, writing art and entertainment coverage. And someone from the town newspaper saw my writing and asked me to come write for the the paper. So it was nice because I kind of got to really work in a newsroom. You know, a lot of my friends were working, you know, maybe at the mall or whatever, and I was working in a newsroom. So I got to really build my book early on. My first assignment was actually reviewing concerts. The presses would literally be waiting for me to leave the concert, write the story so it can make it next day's paper. So I learned about deadlines, about thinking fast on my feet, about accuracy really early on. And and that really was monumental in my career. From there, I knew I wanted to work in magazines. I liked how imagery and words work together. And so, you know, that was kind of my goal is how do I get into magazines? And so I, because I wasn't able to go straight to New York, I didn't, just didn't, I couldn't afford it, frankly. I didn't know anybody. So I went to Minneapolis and I built my book there instead. I worked for a regional magazine, built my book quickly, and I started going to New York for fashion shows. And I brought my portfolio one time and I had met some people at an event. And lo and behold, it was Jane Larkworthy of W Magazine. She was the beauty director and she offered to look at my book and give me feedback. And I'll never forget it. We sat in the offices at W, you know, this girl from small town USA. And she was completely wowed by my book. And she said, I don't have anything for you, but can I keep your book and pass it around? And I was like, of course, you know, please take it. And so she passed it around. She, you know, she did what she said she was going to do. And I got a call from InStyle magazine literally like that week. And again, the rest is history. I, I, I'll, all of a sudden, I was moving to New York. I had my dream job. I was a senior editor at InStyle. And that really opened so many doors for me. And I definitely would not be where I am today without her taking a chance on me. So if she's out there listening, hi, Jane. And it's, yeah, it's been a wild ride, like I said. That is so incredible. It You know, it does sometimes just take making a connection with one person that can open a lot of doors and and change 
change things in your life. So that being said, you know, it sounds like very similar to you wanted to make that transition. You made that transition from newspapers to magazines. And then how did you make the transition from working in publications to actually working for a brand? Sure. So my specialty was interviewing designers. And so this was really when brands or designers were relying on magazines to tell their stories. So this was really before they were building content. This was before even social media. And so I was going to shows. I was interviewing designers and reporting back. And part of that was I then got to meet a lot of designers and I met a lot of their teams. And so when brands did start investing in content and trying, you know, really starting to build in-house teams, magazine editors were really the first to be poached. And so I was invited to come on at Ralph Lauren and help build a microsite. This was during the London Olympics when they were, you know, dressing everyone for the opening ceremonies. And so now I came on board and, and, got to work there, which was an amazing experience. It was so different than magazines. I don't quite think I was prepared for it. But, you know, again, I, it was a lot about just adapting and learning fast on your feet and just really just absorbing it all and being a sponge. While I was there, I actually got a call from Oscar De La Renta to come work in-house and, and help him build out content as well. And to me, that was just like a dream job. Again, like when I think of fashion, that's what I, you know, I mean, that's just everything. The creme de la creme. It really, really was. And and honestly, you know, I did not go to grad school. So for me, that was really my masterclass in artistry and fashion and fabrics. And, and it was, I just soaked it all in. When I interviewed him, you know, when I was working in magazines, he just was that person that really like lit up the room. Like he just had such an aura to him and he cleared the room and it was just he and I, and we sat down and we, he complimented my outfit and he just, you know, made you feel so important and so special. And, and he was just an incredible human. So to work for him and write a book with him. I mean, it was just a really the highlight of my career. And I'm sure that was going from a place like Ralph, which is a, a huge company. And I would imagine Oscar is a much smaller company. Was that a tough transition to go from a, from a huge fashion brand, <laughs> you will, to, you know, Oscar de la Renta is more of like a family. It's really a family business. Yes, it's still family owned. His family is very involved. And of course, he was very involved there every single day. So yes, it was extremely different. And I almost, you know, like I said, coming from magazines and then going straight to Ralph, I wasn't prepared for it. So Oscar felt a bit more familiar, a bit more small, and really allowed me to kind of get my sea legs before going back to a larger company. Absolutely. So obviously you talked about your time being really proud of the time that you spent at Oscar. What else in your career are you most proud of? 
Oh, goodness. Well, from there, I left Oscar after he passed away and there was a new director that came on. And and so I stayed on for a while. And then I got the call from Tori Burt. She wanted to start a new brand. She didn't know what she wanted to call it yet. It was all still in her head. And so you know, I jumped at the chance to work really closely with her to to bring this idea to life. And it ended up being Tori Sport, which is an athletic brand. And again, it was just a really fun chance to try something new, work closely with a designer that I really admired and help bring this vision to life. So I think I always, you know, looking back, I think I get excited about projects where I can really create an impact. And they either want to do a rebrand, they want to launch something like those are the ones that get me really excited. And so I think that was a really proud moment. And then, you know, even when I left New York, which I never thought I would do, but I left to oversee copy at Banana Republic, which is where you and I met. And again, that was just a chance to oversee a larger team, understand the business side of things a little bit more, and just, you know, be part of a really large organization again. So again, looking back, I feel like I always, I always learn something new, which is important. I always want to keep learning. (laughs) Of course. Yes, that is so important. So speaking of learning, what would you do differently if you could start over? I do wish that I would have gone to a different school. Like, you know, when I interviewed you talking about going to Parsons and I hear, you know, people going to all these great schools and they left and they had all these great contacts. And, you know, I think that hindsight's twenty twenty, but I didn't have anyone in my world like encouraging me or letting, you know, give showing me that the that those were options for me, even though I was, you know, did well in school and, and all those things. So I'm always curious if I fully unlocked my potential early on, or if that actually set me back a little bit in my career by not going to a better school that kind of set me on the right path. I feel like I had to make up for lost time because of the school that I went to. Got it. So what have you been doing currently? I know after you left Banana Republic, you went to Express, which was, again, a company that was in the midst of sort of rebranding. And I know that's something you're very passionate about. So what's next for you? Yeah. So, you know, I really, so when I was at Express, I had the chance to oversee all creative innovation. So whether that was working with agencies to test and learn, rapid iteration, really understanding cohorts and, you know, just really trying new things. And I had so much fun doing that. And I'm really proud of that work that I did there. So I'd love to continue to work in innovation and in a more innovative space. I've, you know, always aligned myself with legacy brands. And how do we kind of continue to keep them relevant? And so I think the next step of that would be looking at the metaverse and Web3 and continuing to just innovate, innovate, innovate. So, you know, more to come. But, you know, I I see myself still working with brands, fashion, maybe getting into the tech space a little bit more. But Honestly, it all comes down to the story. I'm a storyteller at heart. And I think as long as I get to tell stories and brands kind of tell their stories, then I'm happy. That sounds fantastic. I definitely feel like 
what you mentioned, like Web3 and the metaverse is, it's so interesting and exciting. And I know you are an amazing storyteller and would be great in that world. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think it's part of, you know, staying young and fresh and kind of, I always pull my inspiration from kind of what the, you know, the younger generations are doing and, and trying to just stay up on, on things. So I feel like that's what's next. And, I, and I'm really kind of obsessed with it right now. So I've been following along closely and yeah, I'm really interested in what's to come. Amazing. So how can people continue to follow along your your fashion and storytelling journey and use your expertise? Yeah. So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So, you know, you can find me there. I think I'm, you know, LinkedIn dot com backslash Stephanie Davila one. So the number one and then Stephanie Davila dot com as well. So that's where my online personal portfolio and a little bit more about me is. So either one, you can get in touch with me and yeah, I'd love, you know, to kind of help tell your brand story. Great. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. It was so amazing to hear more about you and more about your background and that you're from a small town that made it to the big city. I know. Well, it it feels good to be here. Like I said, geographical misfit, but yeah, if I can do it, anyone else out there can do it. Thanks for having me. And thanks so much to the CoLab and everyone listening. Thanks so much for being here for the CoLab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the CoLab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.